Crime Matters, in collaboration with Slaking Thirst's podcast, presents the Christian mythic narrative, The Deep History of the World. PrimeMatters.com is a groundbreaking project of educational outreach of the University of Mary, awakening the Catholic imaginative vision. Episode 11, Jacob, Joseph, and the Slavery in Egypt. The history of Abraham's descendants continued to bear meaning and consequences for God's plan to restore humanity, with all the winsome and gritty details that a family history typically contains. Abraham's son Isaac married his kinswoman Rebekah, and by her had two sons, Esau and Jacob. As the elder, Esau should have received the promise given to Abraham and have carried it on to the next generation. But Esau was dismissive of the promise, and he despised his birthright, which in this instance meant more than just material goods or social prestige. He sold his inheritance to his clever younger brother for a hungry meal. He preferred the immediate things of sense to the invisible and future realities held out by God. So Jacob gained Abraham's blessing, and with it the special blessing of God that had come through him. God then took Jacob in hand and trained him in mind and character, enabling him to win through to his true inheritance. On one occasion, while in flight in the wilderness, Jacob was granted a mystical vision and saw a ladder reaching to heaven upon which angels went to and fro from the invisible to the visible world. He spent the night wrestling with God as he struggled to accept and embrace the momentous call he had inherited. God then gave Jacob a new name, Israel, and renewed the promise he had made to Abraham. Jacob was later blessed with twelve sons and became the patriarch of their descendants the father of the famous twelve tribes of Israel. Jacob had a special love for his cousin Rachel, whom he was able to marry only after working for many years. Rachel bore to Jacob the two youngest of his twelve sons. One of them, the favorite of his father, was named Joseph. The fortunes of the people of Israel, their rise, their suffering, and their future deliverance, would be tightly tied to the history of Joseph. Joseph was greatly disliked by his older brothers. They envied their father's love for him and resented his belief in his own high destiny that he had received in dreams sent by God. I saw the sun, the moon, and seven stars bowing down to me, he told them. His brothers were incensed, So he is to have dominion over us, they complained. They plotted to kill him, but at the last moment decided instead to sell him into slavery and to report him dead to his father. Jacob wept bitterly over the loss of his favorite son. Meanwhile, Joseph was taken as a slave to Egypt and was set to work in the house of a high official, There he was falsely accused by his mistress and thrown into jail where he languished for two years. But his gift of prophetic dreams 
stood him in good stead with the chief jailer and others of the inmates. So it happened that when Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, was troubled with his own momentous dreams, he heard of Joseph and sent for him to consult about them. Joseph explained everything so ably that he was given a high post in the kingdom. In an encounter of great poignancy, Joseph again met his brothers, who had come from Palestine to Egypt seeking food in the midst of a famine. Not recognizing in this high Egyptian official the brother whom they had treacherously sold into slavery many years before, they bowed before Joseph, asking for his help, unknowingly fulfilling the dream of so many years before. Joseph recognized them, and at first treated them roughly, accusing them of being spies and throwing them in jail. Then Reuben, the eldest, not knowing that Joseph could understand him, said to his brothers, Did I not warn you not to sin against the boy? He begged us not to sell him, but you would not listen. Now this distress is coming on us as punishment. Rather than plotting revenge, Joseph was overcome by affection for his brothers and desire for his father, and after further intrigue with comings and goings of his brothers to Palestine, he finally revealed his true identity to them. He said to his brothers, Now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. Joseph then urged his brothers to go back to Palestine and to bring his father with them to Egypt, where they could be preserved from the famine that was devastating the land. They returned home and said to their father Jacob, Joseph is alive, and he is the ruler of all Egypt. At first Jacob would not believe them, but when they were finally able to convince him, he said, Since my son is alive, I will go and see him before I die. So the Israelite clan, some seventy people in all, left Palestine and were welcomed into Egypt by Joseph and the Egyptian pharaoh. They were given a choice portion of land, and there they settled and lived in peace and security for many generations. But when Joseph had died, and other pharaohs who had known nothing of Joseph's history took the throne, the Egyptians began to fear this foreign people among them, who had now grown numerous. Afraid that the Israelites might turn on them in time of war, the Egyptians enslaved them and put them to hard labor. So the descendants of Abraham, the bearers of the promise, God's chosen people who were to bless all the nations, now found themselves despised and oppressed, enslaved by a power far too strong for them to escape. Yet the plan of God to undo the curse upon humanity was still working its silent way. <laughs> <laughs>